this is Olivia and we are doing another episode of our first year. Um, today I am here with a special guest who will introduce themselves now. Hi, my name is Samahed Abu-Raba. Um, I'm a junior at Columbia. I am double majoring in journalism and public relations and I'm also the treasurer and social media coordinator for Muslim Student Association. So could you just tell everybody what MSA is and what they do? Yeah. So MSA stands for Muslim Student Association. Um, we are a group that just tries to bring all the Muslims together in the community. And if you're not Muslim, you're still welcome. We just want to spread um, true information about what Islam is and help people who are curious in finding a religion that fits them or just if you're interested in Islam, you can come to our club. We hold different meetings um, that serve different purposes, so discussion panels, um, like little, like, not debates, but, um, like, student-led discussions that end up, like, being kind of debates, I guess. Um, we also have a lot of events that we're planning for Ramadan, and you guys have probably seen us around campus during um, the second semester where we did our hijab fest last year. So our main goal is to just spread information about Islam in a way that is open for everybody to learn. And um, so do you, like, where do you post all of your events and stuff? Because a lot of people might not know, like, even what MSA is here if they don't know anybody that's involved. So... Yeah, so we have an Instagram, it's MSA underscore Columbia Shy, and then if you join us on campus groups, you look up uh, MSA, it should pop up, um, and you join the group, every single time we have a meeting or an event, you'll get um, a notification and an email. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find us. We're mostly Instagram-based, though. And do you want to give everyone just, like, maybe some, like, some often some like what's the word i'm looking for like misinformation people hear about islam could you just like talk about some truths that you think are important yeah so um like i said our main goal of the group is to just spread true information we feel the best way to do that is for people to get the information from us directly um some common misconceptions is that people are forced to wear hijab which is why we had the hijab booth just to spread a little bit of awareness about it um, and promote it as um, a symbol of strength um, of like the women in Islam instead of a symbol of oppression which is what it often is seen as um, a lot of people also think that our religion is very oppressive in general so we had a meeting that was common misconceptions in Islam um, that was basically like TV um, and social media based. So we had little segments from like TV shows um, that show common misconceptions. And then we combat it with what our religion actually teaches. A lot of the information that we give is based off of our own experiences um, as most of us in the club grew up Muslim. But then we back it up with evidence from um, like scholars, our the, the Quran, which is our religious book and um, like hadith which is kind of like a supplementary um like recording of teachings through history like through our prophets um so yeah so we just are trying to combat the misconceptions and um everyone is welcome to join if if you want to clear up any misconceptions as well and what are some recent things that have happened um regarding islam that you think people should know about um like world events mm -hmm. Okay, so we had a meeting that was um, 
it was called, I think, I'm pretty sure it was called Issues in the Islamic World. So we took current events and we talked about them and what the, the, like those things mean for us as um, Muslims. Um, so we talked about Iran um, and how basically we all came to the same conclusion that to label what's happening in Iran as an Islamic regime is hypocritical to like what the true teachings of Islam are. Um, so like we had a meeting talking about that. We also talked about, um, did we talk about? Um, oh, we talked about how when people convert to Islam, how basically like how that process goes. So we used Andrew Tate as an example. A lot of people have heard that he's um, converted to Islam. So basically when you convert, like your sins are wiped clean, but you have to solve your worldly affairs. So um, we were talking about issues and like current events in of of the Islamic world in like current events, I guess. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> we talked about current events in the world that relate to Islam. Um, so a lot of our meetings are discussions like that. So yeah. And so what... How would you like separate like the areas of the Middle East so people know the differences? Because I think yeah. a lot of people kind of clump it together. Yeah, so um, the Middle East region um, is more referred to like Middle Eastern North African. So a lot of the Middle Eastern countries, if you're talking about the Middle East just in general, um, it's in Asia. It's between Asia and Africa. So that's why it's Middle East and North Africa, because the parts of Africa are North Africa, and then the rest of it is in Asia. So if you look on the map, it's like there's like a little area that connects Asia and Africa, like it looks like a, like a little strip. That's where most of the Middle Eastern countries are. And so I know there was some controversy around like the World Cup being held mm -hmm. in Qatar. What do, what do you think of that? And how does it relate to like being Muslim? Right, so for me personally, I very much like the fact that the World Cup is held in Qatar only because um, I think it was a great opportunity for like Middle Eastern countries to kind of combat the stereotypes of all mm -hmm. Middle Eastern countries. Like people don't have like interest, like they're all like just one mind. People, a lot of people think that Muslim people don't have personalities, which is kind of crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people think that we're only solely based on religion. Um, but it kind of gives like a personality to the Middle East that I really like. Um, I know that there's a lot of controversies when it comes to um, like the LGBTQ plus like symbols aren't allowed. Um, and there's no alcohol being um, sold at the events and stuff like that. The thing is, is the reason why they did that is because their country is solely Islam based, like their, their country um, the government is hand in hand with the religion. So like people can say that America is a Christian country, but do a lot of the laws like pertain to Christianity? Mm. Probably not. Um, and I feel like America is very separated, whereas Qatar is one big country that, well, it's not big, it's, it's kind of a small country, but like the country as a whole, mm. all the laws are under that one country. It's not separated by states and stuff like mm. that. So. Um, just to keep everything under control, they banned certain um, like symbols that they thought could be controversial. And I saw a lot of people um, like giving their opinion about it, which I think it's great to give your opinions. But if we want to talk about things that were banned in other um, countries, a lot of the World Cup countries in the past also 
banded, uh, or oh my god, <laughs> World Cup countries in the past also banned um, LGBTQ plus. So this is the first country that did it. Yeah. Um, I I do think it's an issue, but I also think that it was heavily um, amplified due to it being a Middle Eastern Muslim country. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of alcohol, the country said that they weren't going to give up their religion just for two weeks of. Um, people coming and playing mm-hmm. soccer, so I think it's it shows that like Middle Eastern countries are very strong in their religion, um, and also Qatar bans alcohol everywhere, so it's not even just at the game, mm-hmm. and I think that really does give an opportunity for fans to actually connect with each other and not connect over a drinking culture when half of the people there can't drink anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would just cause like issues for people who don't drink. Um, and for everyone to stay sober at events like that, it just keeps the crime rate lower. So I think it's a really good idea. Um, all in all, I really I I think like through videos that I've seen, you really do see other fans connecting with each other, and it does seem like a very multicultural event that like I really liked and thought it was really cool. Um, and it just showed that you don't need like alcohol to make like the games fun because a lot of people are like, oh well, without the drinking culture, how's it gonna be soccer? Yeah. You're focusing more on the game that way. You <laughs> yeah, know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is at other World Cup countries, there was like kind of like a political ban, which hasn't really been happening in Qatar. Like you've been seeing like people with like Palestine flags, Syria flags, Yemen flags, um, flags that usually are banned in like other countries. Like it would be considered a political statement to bring those flags to other mm-hmm. places. Um, I think Qatar has the most um, diversity mm. in World Cup games, and it's really open to everybody. But the part, the point of it was to bring people from other cultures together. Mm. So yeah. What did you think about um, like artists being invited and not going because of where it was held? Like, do you? I feel like there should almost be more controversy around that more than like right. Jungkook attending. Right. People were mad that he attended, but mm-hmm. people weren't mad that people didn't attend. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that in the end it was better for Qatar anyways. You only want people to be there who are supportive. Like um, Jungkook going, I think that was a great, like, I think that event was one of the best like World Cup openers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of almost like the loss for the artists that didn't come because it just showed that like, it was a very impactful event. Like I saw it did get a lot of like streams on like YouTube. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were looking forward to it. Um, and it just showed how multicultural like the events are. So I think it kind of worked out better for Katari in the end. Um, what else did I want to say? I also think because it's a Muslim country, the reason like how you said that um, there wasn't more of like a controversy around that concern like it was more all the controversy was like negative nothing in the news before the event happened was looking at the positives everything was amplifying like the negatives instead mm-hmm. um which i think only happened because it was a muslim country if we look at the other countries that were supposed to be world cup contenders mm-hmm. they're not any better than everyone else yeah so um i think in the end the people who are supporting the world cup are getting the most out of it and the ones who aren't so what does MSA have planned um, upcoming for even the end of the semester and then next semester as well? 
So tonight we're actually having our last meeting for the semester. We're gonna go have a dinner. Uh, we're trying to make it like a tradition um, for us to go to a dinner at the end of the semester just so that we do get that sense of community um, and the people who probably have missed last meetings um, do have a chance to see us and make connections with us. For next semester, we are trying to outreach more to other MSAs um, in the community. So um, we want to hold events where it's kind of like collaborations with other MSAs from like UIC, DePaul, Loyola, other colleges in the area. And um, in terms of Columbia specific events, we last year we did um, a religious panel and we want to do that again where we invite the other religion clubs and kind of just discuss, discuss the differences between our religions and also um, how we live in solidarity like, with each other. Um, and we also are going to bring back our hijab booth on World Hijab Day. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in February. And um, our final events are going to be Eid events. So we want to do an Eid picnic and we also want to do an Eid dinner. Um, with our MSA just to build the community more. We're still a new club, so one thing that we are really focused on is building a community within Columbia. Like, it's great to have other MSAs around us, but we really do want to find the Muslim voice at Columbia. Um, so those are the events that we have planned, and hopefully um, we can get big turnouts for those. Awesome. So is there anything else you want people at Columbia um, to know, especially people like at SDI who listen to these? Um, what else would you want to tell them? Um, one thing that we really emphasize as a club is sense of community, not just within the Muslim community, but we really try to make our club open to everybody. So if you are interested in Islam, you are always welcomed. Even if you aren't, but you're just interested in our discussions that we're having planned, everybody is welcome to come. So if you ever have nothing to do on a Wednesday night, you know that you can find us in the Student Center. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And um, everybody, make sure to look out for some events on the MSA Instagram page. Um, and we will be back with another episode soon. Thank you. Tomorrow.